It's lunchtime in Central Texas. What are we having? Uh, it's just your standard regular lunch, I guess. Milk? PB&J with the crusts cut off. Well, Brian, this is a very nutritious lunch. All the food groups are represented. Did your mom marry Mr. Rogers? Uh, no, Mr. Johnson. Huh. Time for the press box. Here's your host, Ward Weitz, along with Aaron Sexton. And it is lunchtime in Central Texas. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. I have to admit, it's a little bit of a somber day. Absolutely. September the 11th, 2023, 22 years ago, it was a day that no Americans should ever forget. And at 8.46 a.m., the North Tower was struck in New York. At 9.03, the South Tower was struck. At 9.37, the Pentagon was struck. At 9.59, the South Tower starts collapsing. At 10.28, the North Tower collapses. And I'm sorry, but America will never be the same. No, and, uh, you know, everyone remembers where they were when it happened. I was... I remember my I was asleep because I was working overnights, and my mom called. She was hysterical. Obviously, it was that right after the second tower got hit, mm-hmm. and uh, she said, "Turn on the TV." And I was like, "What channel?" And she says, "It doesn't matter." And I I knew it was bad, very very bad. At first, I thought, "Did something happen to the president?" It was my first thought, and then it just you turn on the TV, and I just sat there, and I'm not exaggerating. I just sat there in shock for at least thirty minutes. I didn't, I, the phone rang a couple more times and I didn't answer it. I just, I just sat there in shock. And then I, I bawled after that, you know, it was a, it was a man. It was one of the worst days in my life for sure. I was on the air when it happened and we immediately stopped down. It went to national coverage and just let that play out from there. Yeah, we did that. And it was very tough. We did the same thing. By lunchtime, I had gone to my son Blaze's school and picked him up and went home because we were on national coverage. We just left it on national coverage because that's what needed to be done. Absolutely. But I was also just – I was afraid. Oh, yeah. I, I really was. And I went and got Blaze, and I took him home and just sat there. He was a very elementary school young child, and, and I just held him, and and I cried too. It, it, it was the most awakening thing that I think I've ever been through in my life, and it was awful. Yeah. Absolutely awful. It, it 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 really was, and I and I know what you mean about being scared. You didn't. Nobody knew what was happening. There nobody. were multiple attacks around the country 
on American soil. On American soil, like, which it, it had never, ever unbelievable. happened. Yeah, it was beyond belief. And I'm, that's not an exaggeration, obviously, because you just never thought it would happen. And, uh, yeah, it, it was, uh, man, we did the same thing. I was actually working for this station at the time, and uh, ESPN actually just converted their coverage being a part of the same company as ABC. They mm-hmm. just flipped ESPN radio radio. They the did. ABC News. Yes, they and did. That, they ran that nonstop, and so did we, yeah, the entire day. That way, if anybody got in their car and turned on the radio, they would be getting same thing with y'all, you know, up-to-the-minute updates. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's just it's all you could do. But, yeah, we definitely definitely want to take time to, to remember what happened on, on 9-11. It was such a, a strange occurrence because – when the first tower was struck, it was like, uh oh, this they they actually thought when it happened that a I don't think they realized at first that it was a actual large plane that hit. They thought it was it they thought it was a private plane at first that just got off course. Yeah, yeah, of course. Accident. Yeah. That's and then they realized that wait a minute. This was a an airline, and then just a few minutes later after it, then the second tower got struck, and then it all went completely haywire after that. Yeah, my mom called me after the second tower got struck, obviously, because then you knew, hey, this is... This, this is, is an attack. Yeah, absolutely. And as, as I was watching it after that, then, you know, the Pentagon got hit later, much mm-hmm. later, and then the... Uh, the aircraft where the passengers prevented them from, you know, from, wrecking from doing any more harm. Absolutely. And, you know, th- those guys just said, Hey, we don't have a chance here, but we're going to, we're going to do something and to make sure other people didn't die because that's what, that's what the plan was. They were mm-hmm. going to cry. I, I think the white house was the plan for that plane. I'm not sure. I don't want to speak I, out I, of turn, but I, I think you're right. And then and, and they prevented that. So just a sad day in American history. And, uh, Say a prayer for all the families involved, firefighters, police, everybody that was involved in that. It's a uh, sad day in American history. Dallas Cowboys last night, as we are a sports station, and we'll get into it. 40 to nothing over the New York Giants. Wow. Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. (laughs) I'm not there yet, but, man, that was was one of the most impressive – cowboy wins i've seen in my entire life that's a that's a and look we talked about it last week that's a new york team that went to the second round of the playoffs because mm-hmm. they they beat the vikings in round one mm-hmm. but they overachieved they won most of their close games last year which usually regresses the next year you usually lose more than you win after winning more than you lose they didn't significantly upgrade their roster and they have no wide receivers their biggest upgrade was Darren Waller, who made a slight difference. He made a couple of mm-hmm. catches. He made the most impact for them on offense, which wasn't much. But they just aren't a very talented offensive team. And I thought that the Dallas Cowboys defense would have a field day with them. I didn't know it would be to the extent it was last night. but It was like a cat playing with a mouse. Yes. And I don't know if you watched the pregame, but everyone in the studio except for one person picked the Giants. And I'm like, these are professionals? Do they – like, I know it's on the road and it's NFC East battle, but it was obvious that the Cowboys were much, much more talented 
than than the Giants, and that the Giants were going to have problems on offense because those receivers, they don't have a true number one, and the receivers they do have weren't going to be able to get open consistently against Diggs and Gilmore, and they weren't. The only the biggest plays they hit were to a couple of runs to Barkley and a couple of throws, especially the uh, third or fourth down throw to Darren Waller, but there were maybe four or five of those the entire game, and obviously they just resulted in first downs. They didn't mm-hmm. ever result in points. It was just a thorough thrashing by the Cowboys, and I don't, I don't know how you can not be impressed. The thing that impressed me the most about that game, and, and look, there's there's a lot of games to talk about, but we are part of the Dallas Cowboy Network, and I didn't realize how fast this defense was. That is legit. A great point. That 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 defense, and look, I'm and I'm not taking away from it. the point is 100 percent correct. Now there, the Giants' offense is kind of slow. But their offensive line is good, and they look like they were standing still. They look lost. Yeah, they, Dallas just they blitzed a couple of times just to just to keep them on their toes and change things up. But they didn't have to. But they didn't have to. They no. were so fast that they didn't have to. They just beat them to the point of attack. Sixty three percent pressure rate. It's the second highest since like two thousand eighteen in in any game. It's an incredible incredible number to have a sack rate a, a pressure rate. Sorry, not a sack rate. Although they did have five sacks, I believe to have a pressure rate that high. Over half the times he went back, he was running. Mm-hmm. And that's that just shows you how good this Cowboys pass rush is. If they stay healthy, man, it's it's going to be a really, really interesting and probably a really, really great season for the Cowboys. Cowboys just the, – the, the defense was so impressive. It's the largest shutout in franchise history before the 38 to nothing win against the Baltimore Colts. The Baltimore Colts, I said – in 1978 how about that it it it, it's just mind-boggling what they're able to do and look running back tony pollard he played well i think that that was a good question mark coming into this game how good is tony pollard how how did he come off this injury well he checked all the boxes yesterday he did he ran well he ran hard he looked like that he was not at all phased by an injury that you just don't know from a player how he's going to react to that injury. He answered a lot of questions last night, I think. Absolutely. We we had talked about it. We wanted to see how he looked in his first real game action back after a, a really significant injury, and he looked great. He He didn't show any hesitation. He didn't have any huge plays, but – Honestly, the offense didn't have to do much. They had a really conservative game plan because the defense and special teams well, they, they, got them up 14 it, to nothing before you could sit down and, you could blink. and take a drink of, your, of whatever your <laughs> beverage was. Well, mine was soda, but you, you get the point. Yeah, it's uh, – I mean, it was just that the first drive by the Giants was looked pretty good, mm-hmm. but that happens with first drives. They're usually scripted out, and they usually have some new things in there that the defense hasn't seen. But give credit to Dallas. They adjusted during that drive, late during the drive, but during the drive, and and kind of plugged that hole in the middle that that uh, the Giants were taking advantage of to run against them. And once they did that, it was Katie bar the door. 
They stopped him, held him to a field goal attempt. Mm-hmm. It was blocked and ran back for a touchdown. And then every other possession that the Giants had, they could do absolutely nothing on offense. Daniel Jones was being hounded all night. And it was... I think after that blocked field goal and, and, and the return for the touchdown, even though you missed the extra point, but I, I think that that changed the complex of the game and New York just couldn't get off the mat. I mean, that that put so much confidence into this football team that it, you just looked at it and went, whoa. Because it it started that momentum run, and you could see the confidence in the defense. You could see the confidence in the special teams. You could see the confidence in the offense. And as you mentioned, the offense didn't have to go out of its way and try to do too much. It just did what it needed to do, and it, it was it's an impressive win. Now, I'll ask you this. Did the Cowboys just put the rest of the league on notice, or, okay, it's one game? A little bit of both, but okay. I, th- I, th- I think that the Cowboys and the 49ers put the league on notice. Well, that did they ever? We, when we talked about it, just between you and I talking about it, and when we talked with R.J. Ochoa, we were talking about the best rosters in the league. Now, that doesn't always mean anything, but in the NFL, it's pretty important. Mm-hmm. Those teams usually do the best. And the best rosters in the league, we had a kind of consensus on, were the 49ers, the Eagles, and the Cowboys. Eagles struggled a little bit, but I think the 49ers and the Cowboys definitely uh, proved us right as far as their talent level and how good it looks like they're both going to be this year. And are we going to get the Cowboys and the 49ers for the third straight year in the playoffs? <laughs> if, if You're already going there? No, but uh, if yesterday's <laughs> any indication, it's a possibility. We'll see, though. Yeah, it's a long season. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but great start to the season by the Cowboys. Oh, there you go. How about the weekend in college football as well? Texas gets the shocking win over Alabama 34-24. Look, I, it, Give it up. You man. heard me last week. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't see that coming, but Texas, you know, tip a hat because you got it done. Um, Baylor comes up short. That fourth quarter really came back to haunt the Baylor Bears. They come up short 20 to 13. You'll hear a lot more about uh, that Baylor game on Saturday with John Morris and Matt Mosley coming up this afternoon. Texas Tech falls short. They look like that they had had that game kind of in hand and give up 20 in the fourth quarter, and back to pick six, it kind of ruined it for the Red Raiders. So the Big 12, kind of mediocre. I don't know. I guess if you want to look at it, Oklahoma struggles against SMU, but they get the win 28-11. to 11, And now you look at the Big 12, and you're going, hmm, okay. I still say that this is going to be a very, very competitive league moving forward because I think that there's there's teams out there, Baylor included, that every Saturday they walk on the field, they have a chance. Absolutely. And there was a significant amount of improvement, obviously, from week one to week two for Baylor. Mm-hmm. But it's just so disappointing to to have that 13-3 to lead that late in the game and then just not be able to do anything offensively and the defense was great all game, and then they, and you you would be able to tell better than me. But I think they, 
just were a little tired on that last drive. They had been on the field a lot during the game. Well, and that's exactly and what that, happened. And that drive was a long, long grueling drive. Yes, just take the spirit out of the defense drive. And it mm-hmm. was tough to to watch and listen to because Baylor had played so well the entire game to lose like that. It was it was tough. And then to see Texas do what they did to Alabama and know that Baylor has Texas coming up in two weeks, which by the way, uh hold on. Got a little bit of breaking news. Thank you. The voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris, just texted, and we do have a game time for Baylor, Texas in two weeks. It will be 6.30 on ABC. So How about we, that? The national game of the week for the Big 12 on ABC. That'll be nice. Yeah. Yep. Looking forward to it. Thank you, J-Mo. I, <laughs> I think I'm looking forward to it. But, I, you know, I've, I give Texas a ton of grief, nonstop pretty much, so – Credit where credit is due. They looked great. You have to, you have to tip the cap on Absolutely. that Absolutely. They deal. looked great, and they beat a really, really good team. That Alabama's down a little bit, sure, but that's down compared to where they were three years ago when they won the national championship yeah. every year. Yeah. They're still one but of the top five. But you also broke a 21-game home winning streak. Absolutely. I and mean, there's, there's a lot of things that you have to look at Texas and go, okay, I see you. Yep. I, I see what you're doing. No, I think – I hate to say it, I, but – the they look legit, and I think that they proved that they're legit against Alabama. Now, if they can avoid the kind of the slip up games that have don't have kind of, a letdown, yeah, that have kind of dogged them, and and yeah, this especially the week after you get a huge win like that, that's us big highs usually followed by big lows. Mm-hmm. A very very legendary high school coach told me that one time, and uh, he was absolutely right. So we'll see week two for Texas, and then we'll see Texas and Baylor. In two weeks on ABC at 6.30. about that? All right. Thank you, J-Mo. You'll hear more about the Baylor game coming up this afternoon at 2 o'clock with J-Mo. And then, of course, Matt Mosley and Drake Toll will dive into it a little bit deeper coming up this afternoon. Coming up next, we're going to stay with the NFL as Hugh Myers hosts a game night right here on ESPN. He'll join us next on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. This is ESPN Central Texas. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Are you looking for an air conditioning and heating company that is family-owned and operated, is local, and offers honest and fair pricing? Haddock's Heating and Air specializes in residential service and installation, plus new construction projects for homeowners throughout Central Texas. They service all makes and models and offer free estimates. Check out their five-star rating on Google Reviews. Haddock's Heating and Air, 254-301-5373. And check them out on Facebook. License TACLB106271E. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. September is the month to buy a Chevrolet truck. On every 2023 Silverado, you can take advantage of 0% for 36 months or as low as 3.9% for 72 months. Combine this with fantastic trade-in values, award-winning service department, and award-winning body shop, and zero gimmicks. It's a no-brainer. So give us a call, 254-840-3261, or shop us 24-7 at turnerschevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away at McGregor. We treat you like family. 
brand new roads. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. One of the things I love most about Community Bank and Trust is how I can bank from anywhere, anytime, on any device. Mobile banking is great and allows me to make mobile deposits, make a purchase from my phone, and control my debit card if something happens. I can check my account activity from my phone, tablet, or computer. Download the app today, and you can feel tech-savvy also. Community Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Do you want a brand new boat? Right now you can get a boat cheaper than ever before at Marineland Boating Center, home of Yamaha Boats. For Marineland Boating Center's 40th anniversary sale, we're slashing prices like never before. For a limited time, you could save almost $10,000 on an awesome new boat. Also, for a limited time, we are offering a free water sports accessories package worth $1,000 with select Yamaha boats. But hurry, this 40th anniversary sale only lasts for 40 days or until we sell 40 boats, will you be one of the lucky few to save thousands of dollars? Imagine the happiness you would feel owning a new boat. Imagine the fun you could have. Imagine the feeling of freedom and relaxation you'll feel when you're out on the water. Check us out online at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com or Google Marineland Boating Center to see our reviews and you can see for yourself why we are the highest rated boating center in Central Texas. And welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. And joining me now, as promised, the host of Game Night right here on ESPN, it is Q Myers. Hey, Q, how are you doing, man? Man, I'm fantastic. Football's back. Officially, football's <laughs> back. One, one week is in the books, man. I'm so excited. Of course, Monday Night Football tonight. But, you know, college football's fantastic. Texas getting that big win over Alabama. That was huge. But, man... Nothing is better than the NFL. You know how I roll. So, uh, yeah, I'm good to go. How about those Cowboys putting up a 40-burger on the Giants, man? I'm telling you, football's back. It is back, and it came back in a big way last night. And let's start with the Dallas Cowboys. We'll get to your Raiders here in just a minute. But the Dallas Cowboys, I've seen people say that they just put the league on notice. I kind of want to say tap the brakes a little bit because I'm not bought in that the Giants are that good a football team as well. But – they did what they were supposed to do. They went in and, and and played pretty good football without making a lot of mistakes. But, I mean, can we put these guys in a division championship right now? I mean, you can't do it right now. And I always hesitate to overreact to week one because we know that we don't see a whole lot during the preseason. So I don't, I don't overreact to week one. But I, I will say you put up a 40-burger on anybody. Right. I mean, you drop 40 points on anybody and I'm with you. I don't I don't know how good the Giants are or they're not going to be. Uh, I think that they did a really good job last year under Brian Dayball. Uh, but I, I don't know how good that means that they're going to be. And I don't believe that Daniel Jones is a good quarterback. I mean, that's just period. But I mean, I think the Cowboys defense lets you know who they are. And we already knew who they were. That's the thing that I can confirm. Like, OK, their defense is going to be special because they were already special. And then you add guys like Stephon Gilmore, uh, Hankins is back for another year. I mean, there's guys there that are making plays. And so uh, I wasn't super impressed by the offense, but I didn't have to be super impressed by the offense. The defense is what went out there and set the tone immediately and let it be known like this is going to be a bad day at the office for the Giants. So I think any Cowboy fans should be excited by what they saw. And I believe that they have the makeup 
to make a deep playoff run, right? I mean, I, I picked them to win the NFC East just because I don't expect the Eagles to win it back-to-back years because who does that? Nobody. So, <laughs> you know, so right. I think the Cowboys are that team. But, uh, man, what a performance on Sunday Night Football. Well, defense wins what? Championships. That's right. <laughs> I mean, That's what they always say, right? <laughs> they do. They do. So, I mean, I, look, I, I, I'm excited about where this defense is. I really am. And I, I didn't know that it was going to be as fast as it was last night. But they look fast at every position. Yeah. No, they do. And the thing about it, it's funny. From the results that we saw over the, the first weekend, there was two teams that stood out to me defense that was outstanding the Cowboys obviously Sunday night football and the 49ers and the reason why they're both very similar they are fast they arrive with a purpose they arrive with an attitude they'll put a hit on you and they make plays right and and so those are winning traits right there if your defense can do that it allows your offense and board how many times were we at uh UMHB and we watched the Crusaders not panic on offense because their defense was so outstanding. Now, look, I get it. That's very hard. Baylor, we're talking about the NFL. But the same principles apply, right? If the defense sure. can set the tone, if the defense could go out there and, and let your offense know that don't panic, we'll get you the ball back, we're going to make some plays, it makes the game that much easier. So those two teams stood out to me over the weekend as the two teams with the defense that's got – the stones right now to say, yeah, we're going to be a really good team. Q Myers host a game night with us here on the press box on ESPN Central Texas. And Q, from the NFL yesterday and last night, the biggest surprise that you went, whoa, I didn't see that. Well, I have to say Tampa Bay beating Minnesota, right? I mean, I wasn't a big believer in the Vikings anyway, especially with the, what, 13 wins that they had last season. I just didn't think that they were all – I didn't think all wins were created equal. I thought that they were a little bit suspect. But I sure thought Tampa Bay was going to be a bad team. And, look, I can even say the Rams and Seahawks performance. I thought that the Seahawks were going to be a lot better. I thought the Rams were basically going to mail it in this year. And all of a sudden the Rams pop up and, and beat the Seahawks. And the Seahawks look like they didn't even show up. I mean, that that was a, that was a, a, a weird performance by them. But, uh, you know, Minnesota losing the way they did. They put up a lot of points. They put up a lot of yards. They're going to do that. Kirk Cousins is that guy. Justin Jefferson is that guy as far as putting up numbers, but their defense still isn't where it needs to be. They brought in Brian Flores to be the defensive coordinator, so he's supposed to get that change around. And, well, it's still not where it needs to be. Tampa Bay went out there <laughs> under Baker Mayfield and won a game. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> what do you think about Baker Mayfield and what he was able to do once he left Cleveland? He went to the Rams last year and really played pretty well, but he had some good weapons around him. Now he starts off playing pretty well i mean has has he i know a leopard can't change its spots but has he changed his a little bit i don't, I don't know i can't i can't fall for that banana in the tailpipe that is anymore <laughs> i mean i just can't right and, and it's funny because when he was in cleveland he did some good things and i mean he got into the playoffs he was the first team the first quarterback to get him to the playoffs in forever then he's out of there he's in carolina i think that he's gonna have something to prove and him and matt ruler are gonna do some great things together and they didn't he goes to the Rams, like you mentioned, and found a way to win that Thursday night football game against the Raiders after being on the team for about 12 minutes. He goes out there and finds a way to win the game, which was ridiculous. But, you know, then they move on from him. In Tampa Bay, I just thought, okay, he's going to go there and, you know, he'll be he'll be a quarterback there. But now he goes out and wins his first game. So I'm so confused by who Baker Mayfield is. Maybe you're going to see the Baker Mayfield with the attitude that wants to actually go out there and prove something this year. And if so, then, then Tampa Bay's in a good position. But I'll wait to see. You know, I'll reserve my judgment. I saw week one, 
So I'll win that game against Minnesota. Good for them. But I, I, I got to see a little bit more before I sign up for the Baker Mayfield train. Q Myers hosted game night here on ESPN with us on the press box on ESPN Central Texas. And Q, when you look at what happened on Thursday night, now look, I, I'm still not going to buy into it. I'm, I'm just not. And I understand why it happened, but they are a better football team. The Lions get the win over the Chiefs. I know that probably made you happy because it's the Chiefs, but right. still, I tap the brakes on them as well for me. I I just I think Patrick Mahomes was missing a lot of key elements in his offense. Yeah, he was. I mean, Travis Kelsey not being there, obviously, is a big deal. Defensively, Chris Jones not being there is a big deal. Um, I was surprised, right? I mean, the game was going on. I was live on the on the radio on game night, right? And we were just kind of monitoring the game as it was going along. And I've been telling everybody I'm, I'm bullish on the Lions, right? You have to show me. The one thing I'll say about the Lions, I don't know how good they're going to be. I really don't. I don't know if they're going to be that team that a lot of people expect them to do. But what I can say is that they're taking on the image and the style of their head coach. Dan Campbell, I thought he was a big rah, 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 rah guy, and oh, we're going to bite off kneecaps. And Okay, great, right? I thought that that was a lot of hard knocks type <laughs> stuff, and I wasn't falling for that. But he has got his players to play. And, and you, you know, you've been in locker rooms. You've been on teams. You know if your coach can motivate you to go out there and play, maybe a little bit more than you even have that, you know, that ability. Like you just, that belief, that confidence. And that's what he's doing. He's instilling that confidence in his team. So, again, I don't know how long this is going to run for. I don't know what it's going to look like. Uh, Jared Goff, it's looked like he's kind of got a resurgence now with Detroit after being uh, booted out of L.A. Uh, I, it's, I guess it's good for Detroit. I'm still not there yet on them. And, again, I don't want to overreact or underreact to a week one performance, but they went into the belly of the beast, which is Kansas City, on banner-raising night, and they won a game. So, I mean, that's still a big deal. And, like I said, Kansas City didn't have its weapons out there, but that's not the Lions' fault, right? So, the Lions, they, they're not penalized because Chris Jones wasn't, you know, there because he's upset about his contract or Travis Kelsey hyperextended his knee. That's not the Lions' fault. So, they, they went out there and they played who they played. And they won a game, so you gotta give them credit for that. You do, and I, I, I agree with that one hundred percent. I just I I wanna see a little bit larger sample size. That's all I'm saying. Yep. No, no, me too. Me too. I I'm fine with that. And like I told everyone else, if at the end of the year the Lions are a really good team and I come back and say, Okay, well I was late to the party, that's fine. Because the cool guy always shows up late to the party anyway, right? <laughs> I mean there's, there's, when is ever a cool guy showed up first to the party, right? That's not a cool guy. You're waiting for me to get there, so that's all right. I'll sit back and relax and I'll have no problem coming back and saying, Okay, I was wrong, my bad. But now that I'm here, let's pour some drinks up, pour it up, pour it up, what we gotta do, let's make it happen. <laughs> Q Myers with us here on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. Host a game night right here on ESPN. And let's go ahead and get into your Raiders. They get the win over the Denver Broncos. And your thoughts about Jimmy Garoppolo and what he was able to do? I was actually pretty impressed by Jimmy. I, I, I'll be the first to tell you I was not a fan of the signing. I thought, okay, here comes this guy that's been injured his whole career. And he has moments, this and that. But, you know, he's going to be – Whatever. He is what it is. He's not an improvement from Derek Carr. He's just kind of like a lateral movement. But I'll tell you, ever since he's been with the team and I've gotten to kind of know him a little bit and be around him at least at practice and everything and see the way that the team actually gravitates to him. And when I mean the team, I'm talking about the guys that matter. Max Crosby, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, all those guys sing this dude's praises. Oh, Jimmy's just one of the guys. Jimmy's just one of us. He likes to hang out with us. He's a, he's a dog. I mean, when I hear Max Crosby called Jimmy Garoppolo a dog, I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. What? 
what are we talking about? Here? So that makes me pay attention to what's going on in that locker room. And look, these guys want to go play for him. Right? And he didn't do anything flashy on Sunday. The Raiders didn't do anything flashy. They only put up 17 points. Hell, they only had the ball six times. They had six possessions on Sunday. But they found a way to get a W. Jimmy made a play when he had to make a play with his legs, which is not something that he's going to do all the time. But he was able to do it. He sealed the deal, the, the victory. They start out 1-0 on the season. You can't really ask for too much more. So well done from Jimmy. And I think that a lot of Raider fans are starting to really kind of like this guy uh, who nobody had any clue about until, uh, well, until we saw what he did on Sunday. Does this help give them some momentum going forward just to say, okay, now we've had a game under our belt. We've we've got week one here. We can move forward and, and have that that little bit of momentum that a team needs going from week to week. Yeah, I think so. I mean, think about this. Last year, the Raiders got their first victory in October. Right? Wow. So that's, yeah, exactly. I mean, you get your first victory in October. That's not a good start to the season. So this year, they get off to a 1-0 start. They're headed to Buffalo next week. Buffalo's playing tonight against the Jets. So uh, they're going to be playing the Bills on a short week. But you don't have the pressure of, oh, my gosh, got to get a victory here. We're going to start out the season 0-2. You've already won. And Buffalo will see what they look like. I'm not a firm believer that they're as great as, you know, everyone thinks that they're going to be. We'll see tonight what they look like. But, you know, you, you start playing with confidence. Like you said, momentum. Okay, well, we just went to Denver and got a W. Why can't we go to Buffalo and get a W and then return home for a, a season opener, a home opener uh, at Allegiant Stadium? So I think that that victory on Sunday was big for the coaching staff, for the players, for Jimmy G, for all the guys just to know that, okay, everything that we've been working on in practice at training camp, it started to, to start to show, and, and now we know why we're doing it because we want to get W's, and they got one on Sunday. Well, it just kind of releases that pressure valve, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly, and and that's and that's a real deal thing. Again, I mean, when you don't get a victory till till October, you know that's that's you're already fighting an uphill battle. But they were able to get that first victory, and like I said, it wasn't pretty. Uh, there was nothing pretty about the game at all. But they made plays when they had to make plays, scored touchdowns when they had to score touchdowns. And they were able to seal the deal. They got the ball with five minutes left in the game. Five minutes, and they're up by one point and never gave it back. Do you know that's the first time since 2000 that they've been able to run out a clock on a five-minute drive not give the ball back? Wow. Since 2000. It is 2023. <laughs> that's 23 years, Q. <laughs> Man, there's, there's some people that ain't even that old right now. <laughs> that's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah, that that says a lot about the offenses that they've had over the past 20 years, doesn't it? Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, if you can't salt away a game, it's taking you 23 years to be able to have a five-minute drive to get the ball back and never give it give it back. That tells you that tells you all that you really need to know. That's a man, that's a hell of a stat right there. Q Myers hosts a game night with us here on the press box on ESPN Central Texas and the Green Bay Packers first game without Aaron Rodgers at quarterback in quite some time. And Jordan Love goes out there and throws for 246 and looks pretty good. They put up 38 points. Yeah, Green Bay looked really good, and Chicago looked like Chicago. Right? Yeah, Green yeah. Bay looked really good. I'm excited for Jordan Love. I was happy for his opportunity. Uh, he was put into a tough situation when Green Bay drafted him, sitting him behind Aaron Rodgers. Of course, he got the cold shoulder from Aaron Rodgers because he was offended that he got drafted, especially in the first round. But, you know, now that you fast forward to 2023, he's a starting quarterback. They've moved on from Aaron Rodgers. He's in New York. And uh, Jordan Love's got an opportunity to do something. So he goes out there, plays really well uh, last night or yesterday afternoon and, and gets the victory. And I'll say on the flip side, man, like I said, Chicago looks like Chicago. 
there was a lot of people hyping them up all offseason, all training camp, all preseason. Justin Fields this, Justin Fields this. Man, that Bears team looked terrible. They looked awful, man. Justin Fields looked awful. DJ Moore looked awful. They just looked like they had no kind of clue what they were doing. They were not prepared for week one of the season. That's for sure. They looked bad. So, yeah, all that hype that they had behind Chicago, you can go ahead and keep that, man, because that team is still bad. <laughs> Q, when you look at what Cleveland was able to do over Cincinnati, 24-3, to but Deshaun Watson only throws for 154 is this Browns offense built a little bit different, or was it just kind of a fluke game? It was kind of a wonky game. The one thing I know about the Browns and, and the Bengals is that the Browns always play them tough. They really do. Like, they, they give them the biggest fit, and they did it again on Sunday. But with that being said, I mean, the, the Browns and their defense just dominated Cincinnati. They didn't give Joe Burrow an opportunity to do anything. Miles Garrett, I don't know if you've seen the meme floating around or the – the, the video on Twitter floating around where he's basically dribbling the basketball between his legs or looking like he's dribbling the basketball between his legs before he uh, takes off from the line of scrimmage and tries to attack the quarterback. It's it's awesome. Just just Google Miles Miles Garrett Hedney or whatever, and you'll see it. It's great. But, um, yeah, I mean, they, they almost were toying with the Bengals, and their offense wasn't great. Deshaun didn't have a very good day. He was missing some easy passes, but the weather was really weird. Uh, it was really bad and ugly out there, so there was a lot of guys that couldn't hold on to the ball. But, uh, hey, you know what? The Browns went out there and they whooped them. So, you know, Cincinnati, they've got some work to do. They're, the thing about the Bengals is the first two games of the season are against division opponents. So next week, coming off this loss to, to Cleveland, now they got to play the Ravens. So it's like, okay, it doesn't get any easier. No. If they lose that game, all of a sudden you're sitting there 0-2 in your own division, which is going to be one of the toughest in football. And, oh, by the way, you play in the AFC Conference which is one of the, which is obviously the mm-hmm. more dominant conference in football. So you don't want to be in a bad position. I know you're not going to win or, or, or lose the championship in September, but you don't want to get off to an 0-2 start. So now there's a lot of pressure on uh, Cincinnati to come back this next week. How good is Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence? I don't know. I don't know. I'm like everyone's saying that they're going to win their division because of uh-huh. football, because the rest of the division is terrible, which is true. But, I mean, I saw Indianapolis Colts team almost beat them. Right, I mean, so I, I don't, I don't know how good Jacksonville is. I know that they have some nice weapons. I remember them coming back from, uh, you know, being down twenty-seven nothing and, and topping the Chargers in the playoffs last year. But that was last year, so I'm kind of looking at them. I, I heard someone tell me that they were like a Super Bowl contending team, and I was like, yeah, what? Yeah, right. There's no chance. <laughs> so I, they're they're still Jacksonville, right? I mean, they might go win that division because that division is terrible, but. I don't see them as a team that's going to make a deep playoff run. Maybe they'll continue to grow throughout the course of the year. Maybe we'll change our, our conversation about them a little bit later. But they're another one of those teams I put in the category of, yeah, you got to show me more before I buy into the hype on your team. Washington beats Arizona, and Arizona looks like the, the tank is on. <laughs> yeah, I thought they were going to beat Washington for a minute there. I was like, wait, hold on. This is not part of the script. You're supposed to lose these games. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're going to be they're going to be picking at the top of the, the draft next year and uh, most likely, Kyler Murray will probably have another a new home uh, after the year. I'm interested to see how that plays out. Like that's going to be the most interesting uh, element of this. Is if they decide that they're moving off of Kyler Murray, one, who's going to pick him up? How are they going to work that contract? Because he's got a lot of money that he's owed, you know. And, and just, just I just want to see how it all plays out. They have a chance to get two top picks uh, in this upcoming draft, which is funny to say. Talking about the draft in September, but for a team like the Cardinals, it's definitely talking about the draft in September. Yeah, and you look at Kyler Murray, I mean, does he really have anywhere to go? I mean, other than maybe being a backup somewhere. 
Well, I think that there's always teams that need quarterbacks. Somebody will pick them up. I, okay. I don't know who it's going to be. I don't know if it's, you know, Washington, or are they really sold on, on Sam Howell? We'll see. You know, are the, let's see what other teams are there out there that could look at him. Um, is Denver really sold on Russell Wilson? Like, is Russell Wilson going to be that guy? What if he's terrible this year? Yeah. Right? Then maybe they find a way to get out of his contract. Um, there's there's teams. I think um, Minnesota could be looking for a new quarterback after Kirk Cousins. His contract's come, coming up pretty soon. Like, there's always going to be a team that needs a quarterback. And right. somebody will – maybe Tampa Bay. So they'll get desperate, but – I, I don't. I, I think his best shot was uh, was in Arizona, and that just looks like that's going to come to an end sooner rather than later. Q Myers host a game night on ESPN with us here on ESPN Central Texas. And Q, Monday Night Football is back tonight, and you have Buffalo and the New York Jets with the debut of Aaron Rodgers in the regular season for the Jets. It, does this push the needle for you? I mean, it does. I'm excited by it. I can't wait. And, you know, to be live on the air when, when the game is going on, to be able to monitor it and talk about it and just catch it in real time. But it, it, it's this is, you know, I want to see the hype. Again, man, that's all we've heard. It's been forced on us. We've been force-fed Jets, 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 Aaron Rodgers this, Aaron Rodgers that. He's been on hard knocks. And, you know, they made hard knocks basically to make him look good. I mean, I just... And they did everything they could to make Aaron Rodgers look like a super cool dude. All right, now show me. Show me what all the hype's about, man. Go out there and, and go get it done. I know their defense is good. Sauce Gardner's fantastic. Quinton Williams is fantastic. They've got plenty of players on the defensive side of the ball. I know they've got running backs, right? Uh, they, they've, got, they've got the weapons to go get it done. But now let me see Aaron Rodgers. Now let me see number eight go out there and ball out and, and lead the team to the promised land like everyone believes you're going to do. That's a tough division, man. The AFC East. And this is an AFC East uh, division game, right, against Buffalo. Buffalo's a team that a lot of people expect to be a really good team, too. I'm a little bullish on them. I think that they, uh, you know, they have a few issues going on as well. So uh, I'm really intrigued for so many different reasons about this game. I just want to see who's going to step up and really play and ball out tonight. So, uh, yeah, man, sign me up for this one every day of the week and twice on Sunday. The Bills and Jets Monday Night Football, yeah, I'm good. You, you look at the Jets. Is this the most excitement that they've had with Aaron Rodgers, a quarterback, since Broadway Joe was there? Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. I mean, they haven't had a quarterback there worth the salt. I mean, look, they had Chad Pennington. They had, you know, they had guys like that. But, I mean, this is Aaron Rodgers. This is the guy who's going to walk into the Hall of Fame five years after he's done playing. Whatever right. that is, five years later, he's walking into the Hall of Fame. There's no question about it. They played really well last year, but they had no quarterback play. So you feel like a lot of those games that they lost last year, if they had a good quarterback, they probably would have won. So now they got the quarterback. So now – all right, here you go. Right, this is what you wanted. You made the you made the uh, you made the decision to go after Aaron Rodgers very publicly in the off season to the point where we all got nauseous because we had to hear it every single day. Aaron Rodgers is there. Okay, fine, we get it. You want Aaron Rodgers? Cool. Now you got him. Right, you you got him in in house. He's your dude. Go out there and, and make it happen. So uh, yeah, this is this is this is the moment to get excited for the Jets fans. But now you just hope that that he delivers on what he's supposed to deliver on, or else it's going to be massive disappointment. He's Q Myers, host of Game Night right here on ESPN and on ESPN Central Texas every night. What's coming up tonight, Q? Man, we're excited, man. Monday Night Football, right? We're going to have the great Herm Edwards is going to join us. He joins us every single Monday night following the game just to kind of give us a recap. Uh, So we'll be talking about that. It'll be me and my man Emmett Golden will be on the show with me tonight. And it's just we're going to do everything NFL, NFL, NFL. We'll go through every single game that happens throughout the course of the weekend. Uh, we'll 
talk a little UT. We got to talk for UT and and Alabama. As uh, Alabama, you know, I root for Alabama all the time. Saw UT going into the belly of the beast and knocked them off, and it pretty was pretty easy. So uh, you got to give them a lot of credit for that. Uh, so when we talk college football, we talk some NFL. You know, we'll, you know how we do. We'll cover it. We'll cover it all, man. I'm excited. Q Myers host a game night on ESPN. Q, appreciate the time as always. Have a great week, and we'll catch up with you next week, man. Hey, no doubt. Hey, before I go, man, I wanted to shout out uh, my guy, man, John Smith and uh, and Pops. And Ward, you know Pops really well. You bet. Uh, that was the first Thursday, Thursday bus. Pop passed away, man. So Pops is uh, Pops is no longer, but uh, that that was my guy. So I want to definitely shout him out. His funeral's Tuesday. So anyone who knows Pops and anyone who knows the Smiths, man, definitely send all, all my love to him. And, and uh, yeah, Pops is my guy. All right, Q. Thank you very much, man. Have a great week. And, again, we'll catch up with you next week. All right, man. Appreciate you. Keep doing what you do. He is Q Myers, host of Game Night right here on ESPN. We'll take the break, and when we come back, we'll continue some college football right here on ESPN Central Texas. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial business is in good hands. Alliance Bank Central Texas with two Waco locations, also in Temple and Georgetown and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Brazos Valley Golf and Battery is a locally owned and operated sales specialist in Robinson, Texas. They carry new and refurbished automotive, commercial, lawnmower, marine, RV, and power sport batteries at better prices than any of the national chains. Need your battery checked? Visit Tommy and he'll do it for free. They also carry new and used golf carts, cart accessories, and do custom golf carts as well. Shop local. Brazos Golf and Battery on 77 in Robinson. Look them up on Facebook or Google. Brazos Golf and Battery. This is Rob Fortson of Fortson's Meat Market, a full-service local market specializing in high-quality meats at a fair and honest price. That's Texas-raised beef, no fillers or hormones. Fortson's Meat Market can improve your game-day grill skills with tender steaks cut just the way you want. Moist brisket, fall-off-the-bone ribs, juicy pork, and chicken. And who could forget about our famous homemade sausage and jerky prepared right here in our Fortson's Meat Market. Make sure you follow us on Facebook for great deals and weekly specials. Fortson's Meat Market, located just south of the Circle in Robinson. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Elevate your career with a new job at Time Manufacturing Company. First, second, and third shifts are available. CNC machinists start at $21 an hour. Welders start at $22 an hour. And second and third shift differential is an additional $250 an hour. Time Manufacturing is a leading global manufacturer of vehicle-mounted aerial lifts, digger derricks, bucket trucks, and bridge inspection equipment. Drop by their location at 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. English Maids is a residential and commercial cleaning company servicing Waco Temple and surrounding Central Texas communities. Owned and operated by Kay English and Laura English Thurman. Each employee goes through a complete extensive maid servicing training, screened by national background checks, and bonded. You'll always receive excellent service from people you can trust. Look them up at EnglishMaids.biz. That's EnglishMaids.biz.
At Lewis Insurance Group, we work for our customers, not the insurance companies. Let us take care of all your insurance needs, your business, your home, your farm and ranch. We want to serve you with all your insurance needs. We have over 100 carriers, and we write and shop our insured rates annually to make sure you're getting the best rates available. At Lewis Insurance Group, we have 50 years combined experience and the best customer service in the business. Call Lewis Insurance Group today at 254-753-2505. A little earth, wind, and fire. Great song. Such a great song. One of my favorites of all time. Absolutely. Welcome back to the Press Box. Thanks to Q Myers for joining us here on this Monday, a manic Monday after a wild weekend in college football and a wild weekend in the NFL and not quite done with football yet as Monday night football comes up tonight. Buffalo at New York. You heard Q talk about uh, the the matchup coming up tonight and (laughs) there is so much anticipation coming up tonight because of one Aaron Rodgers taking over at quarterback. You saw them on HBO with all the buildup and everything that's going on. Aaron Rodgers better find a way to win this game tonight. Period. Ah, I think it'd be all right if they lose the first. Well, here's the deal. They're, they, they have, besides the Giants, they may have the toughest schedule in the NFL. <laughs> they do. And their first two are against Buffalo and Dallas. And they're... As much as they've added, and they've added a lot, unlike the other New York team, the Jets significantly upgraded their roster. They did. There's they no doubt about it. Significantly upgraded, obviously, a quarterback, but I, they also added – They went for broke. Yes, they also added talent to their uh, wide receiver and running back rooms with Dalvin Cook and Alan Lazard and you know some other – and they're not big-name wide receivers, but they already had Garrett Wilson, who is a true number one, mm-hmm. and we know that even just after his rookie season – based on how well he did with the worst quarterback play in the league last year. So I am so excited about this game, a loaded Jets team against the loaded Buffalo team. There's going to be some fun matchups in the, in, in the AFC East this year, especially uh, after seeing how well the Patriots played against the Eagles yesterday and had a chance to beat them. Mac Jones was really did. good. He had a pick six. And I know you can't take out his big mistake, but besides that big mistake, he looked great. Kept him in the ballgame. Absolutely. And, and, and that's it, all you can ask in the NFL. Yep. NFL, if you can stay in the ballgame, you have a chance. That's just the way it is. And a lot of these NFL games come down to the final possession of the game. And, you know, win or lose, that's where they're going to come down to. And it was nothing different yesterday or Thursday night. It was the final possession of the game that, other than the Cowboy game, really, that it came down to. Dallas was kind of a unique situation. And look, please tap the brakes, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Please tap the brakes. It's one game. I know how be good happy, the defense looked. I know how good special teams looked. Right. Yeah. Enjoy this, but tap the brakes. And, well, you know, more good news from last night for Cowboys fans. After missing the first extra point. Their new kicker had a great game. He did. did not miss after that. that that's and right. And you could chalk that first one up to nerves. 
He came from what the USFL, where well, he only it, missed one it, kick it, in the yeah, whole also season. Also coming off a blocked punt, run back for a touchdown. He's probably standing over there with a soda in his hand. Absolutely not <laughs> expecting it. You're, that's a great point that I didn't even think about. I'm glad you made it. And also, you got to remember. I just remembered he didn't play college football. No, he, he was a soccer, soccer player. Yeah, and so being on an NFL field. Even after playing USFL, it's not even close. Sunday on, night football, you're the main. Yes, yeah, the game they're... of the week for America's team on national TV. A lot it's of factors. It's going to be a huge audience. And, he shanked the first one. And you're rushed out there because you're not expecting it. Absolutely. Again, that's a great point that, that I haven't heard made. And you saw that every kick after was right down the middle. Yeah, he did a great job. So I felt that. a lot better after after <laughs> the first extra point went wide left. <laughs> But, yeah, tap the, tap the brakes, but be happy and be excited about this season. Uh, it's, it's uh, you know, there have this been This is some, a very, very, very good defense. Absolutely. And there's, there's been no some mistake really good about it Cowboys because, teams that didn't start off the year great. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about LeBron James? You made this point uh, a few minutes ago in the break. And now USA Basketball has said, hmm. Okay, you want to think that you're going to be able to beat us? Let's just go ahead and put our best players on the court. And I think this is all from what you told me. LeBron James is leading the way in this, right? Absolutely. It's it's. I think it was his idea originally. And I, I'm the same way about LeBron that I am University of Texas and Texas A&M. I, <laughs> I take shots pretty much any time I get the chance. But I also try to be fair and when – you know, in the first segment, I talked about how good Texas looked and what a huge win that was. Well, LeBron's doing something really good here. The the uh, the U.S. didn't wasn't able to send obviously all their top players, and they lost in the World Championships. And LeBron said, "You know what? All these countries are talking about how they're catching up to the U.S. in basketball. They're not playing our best. Let's see how they do against the best." And he immediately began recruiting other of the top stars in the league, including, according to the article on ESPN, Kevin Durant. And Seth Curry. So we may actually, for the next Olympics, have another. We may have Dream Team Three, which I'm, I'm I'm all for. I am too. I I, I would which be, will be so excited. 2024 in the Paris Olympics. Absolutely, that's coming up next year. The Paris Olympics. I I want to see that. Yeah, I good I absolutely want to see that. If if you want to be able to say you're the best, then put up or shut up, right? Yes, and 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 once again. Give credit to LeBron James for doing this. It, it really is a great thing he's doing, and I think it's going to result in another dream team-like run through the Olympics like the first two dream teams had where they didn't really get challenged. I know the teams are catching up, but you put America's very best over there, and there's a, still a huge difference, especially when you're talking about sending Kevin Durant and LeBron and Jason Tatum <laughs> and Steph Curry who have all – and according to the article, if, if nothing not else, agreed. if nothing else, when somebody walks on the court, that has to be intimidating. Oh, absolutely. Has to be. 100%. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And I, now I'm excited about basketball in the next Olympics, which I obviously wasn't after they lost in the world championships because I didn't think we'd be sending their best. Now, thanks to LeBron, of all people, there's a chance that we could be doing that. And that's a good thing. If, if they do, I'll stop down and watch. If they don't, I won't. Absolutely. And if, you know, if even if you just add five or six of the top players that he's talking about 
to the best players that were on this team. That's all you need. They still go over there and roll through it. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's all you need. I mean, it, it, it's it's blatantly honest that you can roll out five of the top 20 for America and still be okay, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And because you'd still have really great players like Anthony Edwards mm-hmm. and, and, and some of the other guys that were on this team that had a good run, but they just didn't have the horses, so to speak. They didn't have anywhere close to what would be considered the best 10 American mm-hmm. players in the world. You're right. And that's not a shot at the guys that made the team. It's just, it's just a fact. I mean, those, the guys on this team, they aren't as good as Steph Curry. for the, They're not as good as LeBron. And that's, that's obvious. It's very obvious. All right, the AP is out. Uh, Georgia at number one, Michigan at number two, Florida State at number three, and the Texas Longhorns at number four. USC number five, Ohio State six, Penn State seven, Washington eight, Notre Dame nine, and Alabama drops seven spots down to number 10, your top 10 in the AP poll. Uh, lots more college football coming up this afternoon with John Morris. You'll get into the Baylor Utah game and start getting into the Long Island game as well. And then Matt Mosley and Drake Toll and Aaron this afternoon as well, uh, getting it more uh, in deep detail about the Baylor Bears coming up this afternoon right here on your flagship for the Baylor Bears, ESPN Central Texas. That's going to do it for us. We'll do it again tomorrow right here at lunchtime on the Press Box. For Aaron Sexton, I'm Ward Whites. Until next time, so long, everybody. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntexSportsFan.com. Hey, neighbor, I saw your license plate. Welcome to Texas. Thanks. I'm going to need a bigger mower for this lawn. Seems like everything's bigger here. (laughs) It sure is. And we're saving up for a big pool. Well, then you're going to need a high-yield savings account with EECU. It has a rate of 4.5% APY with no minimum balance and no 